Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your sweet and kind and gentle GM, ooh-woo, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. I, I hate the internet so much right now, and not for the usual reasons. <laughs> Samson Davis. Oh, hello. And Stace Babcock. You know what, guys? I'm really thankful for all of you. Oh, uh, shut up. Aww. I know. It's where we make a corny joke about your My Black Friday special. <laughs> Ooh. I was just complaining about how they're not as good this year. Literally no mm-hmm. one I would murder over any of these TVs. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know what is worth killing for? Die Hard Dice. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Actually, wow. don't kill for Die Hard Dice, but do go to their website, dieharddice.com. On there, you'll see a bunch of beautiful dice sets and other accessories for your TTRPG adventure. And when you use our code Explorers Wanted on whatever you get, you get 10% off your order. So just pick your favorites, type in Explorers Wanted at checkout, and get 10% off of a high-quality product that helps to support the show. And it's just a good thing all around. And also, the holidays are coming up, so like now's a good time to get stocking stuffers, which fucking get those acrylic dice perfect. And then Die Hard Dice is also running a holiday special where the more you buy, the more you get for free so yeah check it out explore wanted die hard dice thank you goodbye goodbye all right so who remembers what happened last time i'm gonna pick on stace so last episode esri got into a fight with tibu again (laughs) (laughs) about the train heist which tibu thinks is all like too risky and shit and esri's like what set us up for life and then there was some discussion of moving the base out of the city for safety reasons and also so that the uh, former workhouse prisoners, I guess, can have a life or something. It ended unhappily for everybody. And then Yasmin's been on some shit where she's decided she's got to grow up and become a badass. So Ezri leaves the base to get some space, tries to waste some time, is very unsuccessful, goes and sees Marin and Keela, hoping to beat the shit out of them. Turns out they weren't doing anything that was worthy of being beat the shit out of for. So played some games. She went and she found Yasmin out on the stairs. Yasmin's doing some crazy shit, dropping from platform to platform. Absolute insanity. They talk for a minute. Yasmin asked if she can help with the heist. And Ezra was like, yeah. And told Tibu and everyone else by just announcing it to the room when she got back. Meanwhile, was Ilsen at the cipher shop? And uh, artifact That was shop? the previous episode. Damn it. Ilsen had an interview to do. Ah, Samson, do you want to describe Ilsen's interview? Yeah, it was a pretty standard interview until it got flirty, and then my brain short-circuited. Oh, yeah, the flirtiness. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. fingering going on there. Um, married lady. <laughs> Interviewing about the uh, break-in at the Baron's estate. No, interviewing about the break-in at the smithing factory. Smelting. Smelting factory. Ah, did we break into a smelting factory? I don't think that was us. Okay. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> Wait, who did? Yeah, who did? The finger. Yeah, Ilson had a very uncomfortable interview that was not all that enlightening, if I recall correctly. No, it was kind of enlightening for Ilson. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, Magpie was doing things. Alex, I'd ask you if you remembered what Magpie was doing. Wasn't that where she was just doing what she always does and stalking people? Yeah, you were trying to follow Bertram. Oh, so this is when you followed Bertram, found out he was working with Singlet, and then you did something weird, and you wrote something in his journal. The dog show is a lie. And then you, did you make everything inside of his house, like, slightly off? Did we gaslight him that hard? And we also learned that he's also being blackmailed. Yeah, so we discovered things about Bertram. Maybe we have some leverage now. Mm -hmm. Okay, you keep saying we. (laughs) We're a team. Yeah, we're a team. It was only you there. You were the one gaslighting. <laughs> Gatekeep, gaslight, girl boss. Come on. And yeah, that's where we ended the episode. No, some other stuff happened. Yeah, basically what happened was that we all kind of met up together. Yasmin's coming to help us, not with the train heist, but with the uh, cipher. We're basically going to go break into the cipher shop. And, oh, right. We're going to knock off the cipher shop. Yeah, get some supplies. Oh, yeah. Magpie left dog show as a trap in Bertrand's notes. That's what she wrote down. And yeah, as we're on our way up to go take some ciphers, there's a chill in the tunnels and clangies coming down the tunnels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where we left off. A chill clang. And that's where we ended the episode. 
Thank you, Samson, as always. Mm-hmm. Alex, you were here. <laughs> Sometimes. So you are in this tunnel, and you, you feel this chill in the tunnel, and you hear this metallic clanging coming from behind you in the tunnel. Edry will percept hard. Okay. I'm going to say this is a difficulty of 12. All right, she's trained. One. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Black Friday, Daniel. This one's on me. <laughs> the way it's echoing could be anywhere. You can't see anything up ahead. You just feel this chill and you hear this reverberating sounds all around you. And something that might even be like a long scratch. And when you look around, you notice that alongside one of the tunnel walls, there is a long scratch along it that, like, as if it was gouged at with something sharp. Does it look similar to the claw marks in the uh, old base? Sort of, except there's only one claw mark, so you don't have the same, like, three or four claws that were up at the old base. Are there crevices and outcroppings in this tunnel that we could feasibly hide in? They're not, like, enormous. You could try running to one of the other tunnel branches and seeing if you get there. The danger is, is do you go the correct way or not? Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't do Ilsen's voice at the moment, so Ilsen will suggest ambush or at least wait for this thing to pass, whatever it is. Ezri will stand behind a stalagmite. Are they stalactites? Which one? Uh, Stalactite is top. Stalagmite is the bottom one, I think. I think G is for ground, but it's stalactite or stalagmite. I always remember it as might is pushing up like it's strong and tight is hanging down like legs. Ah. Yeah. I remember it as tight for top. Got it. Stalag. Might. She just stands sideways next to it. It's clearly too small. <laughs> okay. But she pulls out her sledge and gets it ready. Ilsen will also hide. Okay. Where are you hiding? The behind us. Are you guys trying to get to a, one of the branches of the tunnels or what? Because the stalagmites that you're going to find are not going to be huge. No, yeah, that's why it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Where's the nearest branch, either behind or in front of? Probably about 10 meters away ahead of you. Oh, Ezri will head that way first then. Mm-hmm. Okay. And does she get there? Sure. Okay, she'll stand there and be like, hey, guys, hey, guys, come on, quick. Yeah, they'll send follows. What about Magpie? I guess she follows. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Yas- Yasmin's with us as well, or just us? Yasmin's with us. Yasmin is with you as well. I think she would follow. Yasmin didn't hesitate. She followed you immediately. First of all, you're trying to do this discreetly, I would presume, because you don't want whatever's coming to notice you. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah, at least not being loud, yeah. Okay. Because Esri had a one on oh, us, yeah. so it's not clear where the thing is, each of you will need to make a stealth roll of... 15. Oh, sure. Ezri will point at, like, really obvious hiding spots, just, like, around the corner or, like, you know, whatever, to help out her homies. So good advice. Okay. Nat 20! Hell the yeah! Dice <laughs> 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 okay, so it's down to a 9 for everybody else. Oh, shit. I got a 19. Alright. Because Ezri gives advice. Every gives. Two. Then with my training, it's a 6. That's cocked. That's cocked again. Good god. 12. Okay, so you all hide. Magpie can have a minor effect, and Stace gets a major effect. You can go first, Alex. I was just going to say, we get an asset to the next hiding check. Like a free asset for anybody. Sure. Okay. You do that for a minor effect. What would you like for a major effect, Stace? I would like there to be ceiling stalagmites. <laughs> stalactites. Yeah. Stalactites. Okay. <laughs> That Ezri can, like, brace herself between, like, up high, and I would like her to be ready to attack Mm. if an attack is warranted. Okay, sounds good. Sneaky attack. Okay. So as the clanging is getting closer, you guys can now hear deep, heavy breaths as whatever's making this clanging sound approaches. And you can see from where you're looking off in this branch what looks to be a creature that's... It's diameter is probably about half the size of the tunnel. Mm. It has ten stocky legs as it moves along. It looks fleshy, except for all these metal bits extruding off of it. And it has this long tail 
that ends in what looks to be some sort of metal contraption, like something Numenera-ish, that it keeps, as it waves its tail, it's whacking against the walls. And its face is just a an open mouth that are just ringed with teeth, like multiple layers of teeth. So if you think like the sandworms in Dune... Mm-hmm. It doesn't have eyes, but you can definitely see like these like weird little like flaps all along its mouth that seem to be like vibrating almost like it's using them like whiskers. And as it's going through, you notice that as it passes, it sees one of those small stalagmites on the ground. There is a flash of its mouth and the sound of breaking stone, and it's the stalagmite is gone. It is just eating the rock as it passes. Are there tales of such creatures? Yeah, do we know what this is? The descriptions have varied so much. There's always these questions about where did the tunnels come from? There are some stories that aren't approved by the official histories, that the tunnels were already in the cliffside before Lathe was built. This could be what some people have called the burrowers. They're not seen often. Most people in the upper city consider them like Sasquatch sightings. Mm. But there's also been stories of people who have gone missing and somebody claiming that they saw some creature like it, but their descriptions don't ever align with each other. Esri pulls out her cell phone and takes a picture. (laughs) It's blurry as shit. It just looks like some dude wandering through (laughs) out of focus. Like the lighting's really poor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be a fake. You don't know. Can everybody give me a perception roll? Uh, you one. Wow. Mm. I see how it is. All right. Um, I'm going to make my flex skill for today, perception again. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to put a level of effort into this. Okay. 19? 10. I got us into this situation. I will get us out of it. I got a four. Okay. So Magpie and Ilson failed. Esri succeeded, right? Mm-hmm. With a 19? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what you see. And then you can propose a minor effect. Okay. It's almost gone by the time that you notice it. Because the tunnels are dark. You can just make out the silhouette of something or someone that looks vaguely human-shaped on this burrower's back. Hands pressed deep into the flesh of its back. What would you propose as a minor effect? I need to hear more about this human thing. So hands are pressed deep. Now, does it look like it's like fused? To it, the person is fused to it, or it doesn't look like this person is somehow like surgically attached to it or anything like that. It looks like, from what you can tell, that where the hands are pushed in are almost like these two orifices on its back. Ah, control orifices that they've shoved their hand through. <laughs> but they look like a human. They definitely look like human shaped. I mean, you can't see their face. They're wearing a mask. They're not wearing any sort of recognizable uniform at all and because they're laying flat on this thing and its flesh is so massive you can't really identify you know gender or sex or anything like that as this thing goes walking away down the tunnels its tail comes into the branch briefly just narrowly misses Ilson and then continues on its way down through the tunnel I would like Ezri to be able to catch up and jump up behind the person okay (laughs) Are you trying to be sneaky about this, or are you just, like, no, she wants, whole hog? She running? wants to say what's up. <laughs> just say hi. Okay. Sneaky. I mean, I would like her to be able to do this without damage, <laughs> at least initially. She's not being sneaky. She's being friendly. Right. Okay. There's going to be two roles here. One is to avoid getting hit by this tail. Well, which one should I apply my minor effect to? Your minor effect was learning more about this guy. You wouldn't have been able to see the orifices and things like that. Oh, got it. Hang on. Time out. (laughs) Give me a second. I thought I was going to have some help here. (laughs) The first roll will be trying to avoid the tail. And the second roll, I don't want to get you too excited, will actually be a jumping roll. (gasps) Jump up high enough to climb on the thing's back. Yes. All right. I was like hesitant because I didn't have a minor effect to apply anymore. But now that I get to jump, I'm into it. All right. So to avoid this tail as it goes back and forth because the problem is the tail is long so like you have to avoid getting hit by it you have to time your run just right yeah so actually are you going to try to outrun the tail the tail is like kind of high up so are you going to try to jump over the tail or are you trying to go over it or race around it 
She's going to try to go under it and then grab it near the base to hoist herself up for her jump. Are you hoisting yourself or are you jumping? She's jumping to grab it. Whatever gets jumping involved, you know? Okay. The first roll then, since you're running under it, is going to be... Wait, she could jump over it and then she could jump onto the creature. Even better. So jumping over it is a little harder than running over it, but you do have an asset. So avoiding this tail as a jumping thing would be a 15, but you're trained. So it's a 12. And of course, it's mind-based. Yeah, I'll use a level of effort. 16? Okay. So you manage to jump over the tail as it's swinging by. So you get like the entire swath of it going the other way because you didn't try to run around it. You you managed to like when it got to one side of the swing, you jumped over it. So now you've got the whole way it goes across the tunnel and the whole way back. Nice. Which means that you can run up to the backside of this creature and it's gaping asshole in front of you before <laughs> you jump up on its back. So now jumping up onto its back is because it's big. I'm going to say it would also normally be a 15, but you've got a 12. Okay. Because you're trained in jumping. Spend effort again. Oh, eight. Okay. Keeping it? Yeah. Okay. So you try to jump up and get a handhold on it. Your hands just don't quite get a grip on its flesh. Its flesh is like weirdly moist up there. You know, maybe it's just the proximity to its backside. Maybe it's sweating of some sort or, or something like that. Maybe it smells bad, too. Probably. Yeah. You get her. It's kind of hard, but then you sort of gag from the smell. Yep. And then you drop back down. I'm going to say because I'm kind and because you did such a good job jumping over the tails, so you've got extra time. You can attempt it again, spending effort if you wish. But it's like one more time and then you have to deal with the tail again. Okay, I'll try one more time. Why not? Okay. So it's a 12, which makes it a 9 because you have to spend effort. 14. Okay, so you leap up to the top of its swamp ass and clamber up onto its back. The rest of you guys notice Esri jumping up and the tail twitch strangely. It almost like stops mid-swing and then kind of then starts swinging, but it looks a little agitated. But the creature doesn't like to slow down. I imagine the three of us are just in the cavern just like, what the fuck is she doing? What's happening? Like listening, just like waiting. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't see the thing on the back of the burrower, so Ezra just fucking ran off and we're just. Oh, that's right. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Is Tibu right? Is Ezra crazy? <laughs> um, well. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Tibu was always right. That's your first lesson. <laughs> that girl ain't right. Samson. Alex. Yes. Give me a perception roll of nine. Uh, six for me. Eleven. Would this involve tracking? No. Damn it. Perception. Listen, Linda. <laughs> I got 14. Okay. In the midst of all this craziness, you notice that Yasmin has started following. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> and is trying to hurry her way towards the creature as well. <laughs> Ilsen's going to try to grab her. Okay. Give me a... Since you succeeded on your perception check, Claudia, it's just a little slip of a thing. I mean, all three of us are little slips of things. Mm-hmm. Well, except Esri. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just think about. I don't think Yasmin's expecting anybody to try to stop her either. So I think give me a nine might roll, Wilson. Five. God damn. Okay, Yasmin gets away from oh, you and is running up towards this creature. Wait, Magpie's gonna try too. Okay, Magpie can try too. So it'll be a nine. Not 20. If only you had coordinated. I know. <laughs> okay, so Ilsen tries to grab Yasmin, and Yasmin doesn't even notice Ilsen trying to grab her. Like, Ilsen just, like, just barely misses as Yasmin darts around. And then Magpie, you come up, like, seemingly out of nowhere, and just, like, grab Yasmin. She goes, Ooh! as you grab her. What would you propose as a major effect? That we're still hidden? Yeah. That's a great idea. So you guys, you do not attract any attention as you grab her. As Magpie pulls her in, Ilsen will just very quietly say, like, we don't do what Esri does. That's why we keep her around, because we can't do what Esri does. I could have made it, though. Could have died. Okay, now, what do we do now? That thing is moving down the tunnel with Esri on its back. We follow, but not that close. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. (sighs) This is a really weird way to rob a cipher shop. (laughs) 
but I'm not leaving Ezra behind. Yeah, Elsen agrees with Yasmin, but we wait till it's like out of range a little bit. We can start following it at distance. Okay, then I'm going to cut back to Ezri. Yeah. Ezri, you are on this thing. Now, there's not a lot of room to the uh-huh. tunnel heads. So you do have to kind of like keep yourself crouched. You don't explicitly have to do anything like a crawl or anything like that, but you definitely have to be crouched down like on all fours to move Got without it. hitting yourself on the rock ceiling. You can see this figure, which is nearer to the front of the creature, and you can see their shape there as they're doing something. It does smell pretty bad back in the scent, but you're at least above the scent right now. It seems to be leaving more of a snake trail behind itself. Ezri will crawl her way up to right behind the person. Okay. Are you trying to be sneaky about it? Yeah. Okay. So, there's a couple things going on here. One... This is sort of cramped space, so you don't have this whole same flexibility you might have for trying to move sneakily. On the flip side, when you're on this thing, you can feel like the vibrations in its body as it's doing something, possibly digesting rock or whatever. That does make a fair amount of noise. And of course, the person isn't expecting anyone to be on the creature. Yeah, because it would be a really weird thing to do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Foolish, one might say. <laughs> Adventurous, other people might say. You should ask Tibu which one it is. Oh shit. Tibu just needs a nice farm somewhere where she can put her feet up and she can relax. I'm going to say sneaking up is going to be a 12. Okay. I'll spend a speed effort. 10. Okay. Nice. Yeah, you sneak up to right behind this person. I, you know what? I don't know what I expected you guys would do when I threw this mystery in front of you, but for some reason I didn't expect this, and in hindsight, I don't understand why I didn't expect it. Right? It's a mystery! It's a mystery yeah, of Yeah, that's a little weird you didn't expect this. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you would actually, like, spot many details about the person, so I didn't know if you what you would do. So is this person, like, on their stomach, like, riding it, like, uh, saddle style with, like, their legs on each side, leaning forward, or, like, what is their position exactly? They're on the stomach, and they definitely have their feet, like, the tips of their toes, sort of braced against this weird, like, almost, like, fat roll on the back. Mm, okay. To hold themselves steady as they've got their hands shoved in this thing's orifices. Okay, so Ezra's just going to lean forward a little bit, and she's going to say... What are you doing? Okay, so (laughs) this whole thing that you've done here (laughs) is very cool. So I'm going to award you an XP. Yay! Yay. Thank you. They shriek (laughs) and spin their head around to look at you. And their mask is odd. Okay, now that you're up close to it. It it definitely appears like it could function as a mask for gas and things like that. But it's also like weirdly stylized and a little bit more high tech looking than what you would usually see, even from like authority figures. It's sort of angular in a way. It definitely seems to be made mostly out of synth. It's almost like their mask is a piece of Numenera itself. If you think about these sort of circular lenses that Esri's mask has. Yep. Instead of those, there's just these darker slits where you can't see the eyes in them, but you it's definitely clear to you that there is somebody looking out through them. They shriek, turning to you, and they say, What the fuck? <laughs> Hi, I uh, I was wondering what you're doing. I'm Ezri, by the way. <laughs> Ezri Stonebreaker, wanted criminal. So are you trying to keep this peaceful or not? Oh, sh- yeah, yeah, like... Ezra's just kind of like, what the fuck? Could this be one of the creatures? Could it be a brewer? What is this person? She's very, yeah. Okay. They're scared because you snuck up on them. So I think this is going to be a 15 social role to keep this from going south. Because their natural reaction is not going to be happy about seeing you. No, I know. Uh, Ezra has natural charisma. So what does that make it now? Sorry, what was you 15? So not the 12? I'll spend a little effort. Yeah. I'm really invested in this working. Okay. Another Nat 20? What is today? Oh my Fuck God. yeah. This is my podcast now. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So things are not going to go violent yet. Yet. What would you propose as a major effect? I would like it to end peacefully. <laughs> okay. You can definitely shift it that way. Well, yes. 
it's really going to depend on what you do over the course of this conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> As we can't be like, I'm going to hit you with my sledge. This is ending peacefully. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what you have done is you have essentially shifted the default of this encounter. Can I make this person my friend? Listen, a friend is not just a dice roll. A friend is a relationship that you build up over time. <laughs> Aww, yeah. Wow. Aww. We need that on a t-shirt. A friend is not a dice roll. A friend is two XP to spend. So, uh, <laughs> so is this a burrower? Do you drive it? Okay, first of all, I, how did you even get on this thing? I jumped. How did you get on? I climbed on. Listen, you're you're not supposed to, to be here. You're not supposed to see this. Burrowers aren't supposed to exist. What'd you call it? A burrower. One of the original creatures that made the tunnels. Are you from here? Sort of. Okay. Is this like your job? Um, I'm not really sure. Hold on a second. And you can now tell that this is a she. You can see her like twisting her, her arms a little bit. And the creature kind of comes to a slowly lumbering halt. Oh, you do control it. Or like make suggestions. And she pulls out her right hand from one of the orifices, just dripping with mucus. Yeah. And she extends it. So like, so I'm Emery. Esri will shake it. Makes a tasteful squitching sound. I'm not sure how much I'm, I can really tell you, Esri. I'm a little alarmed that you saw us. I didn't think people would be in the tunnel at this time. Oh, um, well, you know, nighttime constitutional. Normally, if somebody sees Charlie here, they run. Oh, well, I did that first, and then, you know, I saw you, and I was like, what the heck? Ah, uh, good eyes, then. Now that you're closer, you can see that the reason why it was so difficult to see her is that her outfit, it's not a uniform, but it's definitely, like, similar colors to the, the Black Rocks. She is dressed to kind of blend into the background. Got it. So you keep the tunnels clear? Is that your job? Partly. They're... Let's take a step back. Are you with somebody you don't look like? They like take a look at you again, and they notice the sort of worn secondhand uniform you're wearing. It's like, you're not corpus military, are you? You don't seem like it, but okay. No. Okay, good. Who are you with that? Are you with, well, I guess before I share, are you with the corpus government or military? She starts laughing. Is that yes? No, it's pretty far from it. Oh, great, because they hate me. Oh, well then, it's a notch in your favor then. Well, I'm an outlaw, really. Oh, an outlaw. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were, like, making a joke. I didn't realize you were serious. No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm wanted. For? Escaping a workhouse and murdering a magistrate. Wow. Okay, so legit outlaw. Yes, hence being in the tunnels this time of night. Okay, that makes sense. I am just working the tunnels. There are a lot of creatures here in Lathe that uh, seem to have been here longer than the city. Of course, you don't think that Corpus did all this stuff by themselves, right? They're sitting on top of worlds and worlds of technology and history. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, this is a blink of an eye, Corpus's empire. That's what they say. But I saw a burrower once when I was seven. Did you know? Pretty sure. Could have also been a large rat. <laughs> yeah, did it look like this? Well, no. If you didn't see something like Charlie, then you didn't see a burrower. You probably saw one of the rats. So this is a burrower. Yeah, that's what people call it. I don't like that term. I call this one Charlie. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Sorry, Charlie. There's just like a weird like groan from the creature underneath. We like to call them rock bears. <laughs> God damn it. Although Charlie isn't super particular about what we call them as a species. Right, Charlie? Oh, <laughs> yes. You know, my first thought when this creature was coming through the tunnel, Daniel was like, how can we make this a pet? <laughs> so where do you go when you're not tunneling? Um, I don't know if I can tell you that, Esri. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you where I go either. But it makes it really hard because this is so cool. Yeah, so... This is the challenge, Esri. Normally, if I see somebody and they're not, you know, recognizable, 
like Charlie's supposed to deal with them and we're kind of in an awkward moment right now because I really I like you I don't want to do that but I'm in a kind of a weird impasse with you at this moment I just want to be real and legit about this is the situation I'm in no I get it and like when something tries to kill me I try to kill it you know we don't want necessarily that to happen and I'm in a kind of awkward position because I know that like you're on this creature with me so that kind of complicates things because I'm more difficult to kill well, it's just it's harder for Charlie to reach you when you're up on his back. Right. Well, Esri will tip up her mask. She says, now you know who I am. So no problem there. And. Okay. I'm really bad at this. I'm sorry. You're fine. I get it. This is so cool. But I, you have a job. You have secrets. I understand. So what I'm going to do is. And then Esri will just slide off the side. <laughs> so you slide off the side and there is like a long pause. You hear Emery say from up above, okay? Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> See ya, Emery. Oh, okay. She sounds almost disappointed. Oh, she could have been my friend. Esri will say, wait, what level do they live on now? Tier 8. You can find me around Tier 8 if you ever want to say hi. There's a long pause. Maybe I will. I look forward to it. Nice to meet you, Esri. Nice to meet you, too might want to get a little farther back before I start having Charlie move. He gets fancy about people being beside him when he's in motion. Just have it. Makes sense. All right. He likes to crush people up against the wall. Oh, thank you for the warning. See you later. It was nice meeting you, Esri. Good luck with whatever you're up to. It's crime and insurrection. See you later. And Esri will depart. As you depart, as you're getting like towards the end of the tale, you can just barely hear Emery's voice quietly saying and echoing down the tunnel. Me too. Yes. And then Charlie begins wandering deeper down the tunnel, tail swishing side to side. Oh my god, this is so cool. Sorry, go ahead, Dave. And you can see your friends slowly coming up where you are as they've seen you drop off this creature where they've been clearly following at a distance. Uh, Ezri wants to be polite and get back around the other branch before she starts talking about what just happened. Follow me. Nilsen is just staring at Ezri, just a big, like, explain what the fuck just happened. What was that? Ezri will make a motion, like, follow, and then go back to the other branch. You guys notice that one of Ezri's hand is clearly coated in some sort of sticky stuff. All right, are we around the corner? Good. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, you guys. That is a rock bear. They don't like to be called burrowers. And it has a driver. She was super cool. I tried to follow you, but they wouldn't let me. That was probably wise. Yeah, I could have really died a couple of times. So, but all right, guys, I'll tell you the whole story. So, I see this, you know, I'm up there on the ceiling, stalagmites. And (laughs) and I see this person on the back. And so, I thought, why not say hi? So I followed it. It dodged its tail one time. Tried to climb up it once. It reeks, by the way. She, like, sniffs her hand. And then, um... Actually, this isn't as bad as whatever's coming out of its ass. Um, so yeah, I finally managed to work my way up there. Got up there, crawled up, talked to the person. She was like, I kind of have to kill you for like knowing about this. And I was like, well, I don't want to die, nor do I want to kill you. But I found out that, one, it's a rock bear, not a burrower. Burrower's kind of rude, so FYI. Two, they did exist before the city, just like they've said. Three, I found out I did not really see a burrower when I was seven. <laughs> and four, they are not friends with the government. Also, you learned that one's name. Oh, and, and this one's Charlie. Emery makes suggestions to Charlie about what to do. Okay. Hold on. Did uh, Emery, like, talk about, like, a, is it like a whole secret society in the tunnels? Emery didn't really want to say much, which I respect, but that was my impression. I kind of want to, I asked her where they go, you know, when they're done. She didn't want to say and I didn't want it to come to murder, so. Uh, anyway, she was really cool. I, I kind of hope she she says hi. Ilsen's just kind of in shock. How would she say hi? You didn't tell her where the enclave is, did you? Not specifically. Okay. Tivu's gonna love this. Okay. Ilsen will say, we're not telling Tivu any of this. Esri will not say that in front of Yasmin. She just closes her mouth. Yasmin is kind of looking at you with a searching expression, but she doesn't say anything. It's so cool, though. I feel like Tibu would be really interested. Ilsen, you want to tell her what Yasmin did? But Yasmin already said it. Oh, tried to follow me? I mean, that's real adventure stuff, Yasmin. That's really... I mean, you've got the spirit for sure. Just make sure you have the skills or the size if you're going to do it. 
Just saying, can't be any more difficult than the stairs. It wasn't. You're right, because you're better on the stairs than I am, and I did that. But I think it was more the interaction with the person. They, they did say that, that they should kill me for having seen them. Well, Sen's also going to point out that Esri has a particular set of skills in jumping that came in clutch here and doesn't really come in clutch on the stairs. So know your strengths, know the context. Mm. Um, so are we going to rob this shop now? Yeah, yeah, sorry for the diversion. But what, oh my gosh, Yasmin, is, isn't it crazy? That's a rock bear slash burrower. They're real, and the people are real, and they hate the government. This is a good thing. It's wild. <sighs> yeah, I don't know about... I'm just nervous about what Tibu would think. Me too. Were you there when I talked to Tibu about moving out of the city? Yeah. So? So Elsen will say, like, if there's a whole civilization that's hiding beneath Lathe, around Lathe, in the tunnels of Lathe, then they have a way of hiding from Corpus, from the government. So it may actually be in a benefit to the Enclave to search these people out, because they seem to have found a way to avoid Corpus's fuckery. Stacey's smile, like, Stacey just had this spreading smile as Samson was yes. giving that explanation to Zilson. <laughs> and the rock bears leave marks on the wall. So we could follow them. Probably not right now. That seems like it would be rude. But, yes, I plan to stay in the city and seek them out. You know, a little crime and insurrection, why not? Emery's into that, too, apparently. <laughs> she said so, so. But back to the robbery. Right. Supply run. Right. Robbery. It, like, echoes, robbery, 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 robbery. <laughs> <laughs> like, echoes out on the next tier, and there's some cop that goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> the whole way Ezri's looking for those yes. scratches. Okay. That's just a general thing that she will do whenever she's in the tunnels now. Okay. So, you guys get to the surface city, and you get to the main street area, and Nielsen points out four pants antiquities. The lights are out. It's closed. So is this a smash and grab? Are we being subtle? Like, what are we doing? I would, man, the finger would have this no problem. <laughs> He'll send kind of grimaces at the finger. <laughs> Let's not forget that Ilson has a option for a meetup on Sunday at a hotel if she wishes. Yeah, and I've been gr- growing increasingly suspicious of that. Can we, like, do a lap around the block that this shop is on, see if there's, like, an alleyway that this shop connects to? Yeah, I would say there's an alleyway. Mm-hmm. There is a second entrance. This place is to code. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Nilsen will suggest that, like normal, we try to stay as stealthy as possible until we fuck up and then it becomes a smash and grab. Normal? Well, <laughs> normal for our play group. How careful are you about directly not looking at Esri when you say that? Uh... Pretty good. Pretty good at not looking as Esri. So, uh, I'll keep watch then. Yeah, okay. Give a holler if you need smashing or grabbing. Yeah, I think so. And then Yasmin's with us. You got this, Yasmin? Yeah, I don't want to just be hiding. Are you going to be okay hiding out here, Esri? You kind of stick out. Esri looks around for hiding spot. Find some trash bags. Just hides under them. I'm fine. No. Um. <laughs> there is a dumpster. Yeah. Esri just backs into the dark corner by the dumpster. It doesn't smell so bad now that she smelled Charlie's ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, have you wiped the mucus off on your hand at all? No, it's drying and it's shrinking her glove weird. Excellent, yes. Yeah, give it. Give a shout. Okay, so how would you guys like to approach entry into the shop? There's the front door, there's the back door. They are both locked. There are no windows on the back side of the building. Magpie's the one with the uh, lockpicking experience, at least, so... Oh, yeah. I figure she goes first. I guess. Okay, so you're going to attempt to pick the lock? Yes. Okay. So, you have light tools, so that will provide an asset for this. And it is going to be a 12. Then you have your asset, so that makes it a 9 to pick the lock on this back door. 10. Nice. Okay, you unlock it. Yasmin is watching what you're doing very carefully. And then you unlock it. She's like, that is so cool. The sun rolls her eyes in the darkness. Can you teach me how to do that, Magpie? Oh, yeah. It's very easy, as you saw. Cool. But the door's now unlocked. Uh, We carefully swing it open. So it comes into not any of the back rooms that he walked you through, but into like it opens up into sort of like a rear office area. Hmm clearly like where he would store accounting information or if he was 
needed to do some paperwork and he didn't want to be visible from the front window so that you don't have like those weirdos that come up even though the sign says closed and say like but i can see you in there and you know can i just run in i just need one thing yeah yeah there's a door on the other side of this room clearly like leading back towards the the front this room is not super big Ilson would not think that the door that this is leading to would lead directly to the front of the store. There's probably something in between, just given on how much you walked back through those other rooms. Mm-hmm. Is this door locked? When you look at this door, it is not currently locked. Right. Is it trapped at all, or does it look like it's trapped? You could take a look. Give me some kind of roll that would involve looking for a trap. Difficulty will be nine. Uh, perception or six. That'll work. Natural 20. There is no trap. Oh my god. What would you propose as a major effect? Think carefully here, it's a major effect. I know. Uh, for a major effect, can this door open up into the artifact room? It would be locked then if it was the artifact room. <sighs> but it's a major effect though? I already established that it's on the other side. Okay. Is it? All right. But. 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 Think carefully, Samson. <laughs> think carefully about what you might find Key? in this next room or this in this office your mom i kind of want to give this to yasmin while ilsen is inspecting the uh door for traps i would like yasmin to find a keychain in the office since that's where we're at okay so yasmin is like looking around in the desk over where the paperwork is and oh this could be useful do you guys think this would be handy and she lifts up a keychain from one of the drawers Ilson, you immediately recognize it as the keychain that Gorpan was using when you were going through the other doors. All right. Ilsen says to Yasmin, quietly whispering, already pulling your weight. Trying. Ilsen will take the keychain, because I do remember now that Ilsen memorized, quote, memorized the keychain and which keys that he was using. You were studying as he was using it, yeah. yeah. So you have an asset on anything that you're tr- when you're trying to figure out which key does what. So yeah, uh, Ilsen will take the keychain and then open the door and into the next but this door was not locked. The keychain has seven keys. This door was not locked, which you suspect is probably just an oversight on Gorpan's part. Mm-hmm. He trusts his exterior locks, and this is not the stuff that he's worried about. So this door to the office is not. There might be other stuff that's locked, and so he just skipped this one, not thinking it through. Right. Uh, then yeah, uh, we go into the next room. Where we at? Okay, so the next room is just sort of like a long table with like small tools around it. And it's clearly something where like this might be somewhere where he's like appraising items or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in here right now that is currently undergoing appraisal, but it is definitely like where he looks. So it's a very long room and there's a door on the other side. You would suspect based off of what you're seeing, that door would lead out to the front of the shop. Okay. Then if there's no obvious ciphers on the table, then Ilsen will ignore the uh, workstations. Oh, you know what? Let me give you a perception roll. Uh, nine. Uh, six with training. Twelve. There is nothing obviously sitting out on the appraising table, but you do notice sort of tucked into a small corner that there is a cipher. Okay. It is a small injector. Like it's almost in the corner, like an afterthought. Something like he probably meant to put away, but completely forgot about because it's so small. And looking at it, you've seen this before, Ilsen, mm-hmm. explicitly, because you saw it at a right shop back in Margothy, something along the same lines. And it was definitely like one of those things that caught your attention at the time because, you know, it matched with your dreams of your future. It is an adhesion cycle. Oh, yes. When somebody injects it into themselves, it allows for automatic climbing of any surface, even horizontal ones, for 20 minutes. Ooh. All right. Milsen will snatch that up. Okay. And then go to the uh, next door. Okay. The next door is locked. Now, you did see, like, roughly the kinds of keys he was using for the other back rooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's four left. So, actually, there's a 25% chance of you getting it. So, let's make it a six, I think it would be. All right. It's the closest approximation. What does that say? That's natural 20. Nice. Okay. Um, you definitely find the right key to open this door. What is the major effect you would like to propose? Um, if there is a pattern to the locks and keys, can I'll send at this point, like, kind of, like, figure it out, like, oh, okay, it's these markings on, like, the side of the lock or the keys that indicate which one goes to which? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say, yeah, so figuring out which key does which is going to be essentially a gimme for you for the rest of this because it's a major effect. 
so there's no guessing on the keys anymore. Yes, I do it. Sweet. So you come out into the front shop. The windows are, there's a closed sign on them. He's definitely drawn some curtains, but they're not like completely covering it. Still see the street. Okay. Then Ilsen will pretend as if it's an open window and sneak to the back room door just to be safe. I think this will be a gimme for you because there's nobody on the streets right now. Okay. okay, so you go over to the other back door that leads in. This one, you know, he led you into an initial back room and this back room isn't locked right now. The first back room you go into was just sort of like a chit chat in the back space, like mm-hmm. somewhere where he might go for like a private consultation. But there is a door here that you know leads to the oddities room. Okay. Yeah, we go to the oddities room. Okay. Are you going to do anything in the oddities room, or do you want to go straight to the cipher or artifact room? Like, where are you headed first? Since it's all gimme on the keys now. Yeah, I think I think we're going to go straight to the artifacts and then see if we can pick up more on our way uh, back. Okay, so you go back to the artifacts room. So, so Magpie and Yasmin can see these uh, see the oddities room and the cipher room as Nilsson is hurriedly leading you guys back towards the artifact room. And in the artifact room, you see those three artifacts. These strange puzzle shape made of those flying stars, the big egg-shaped artifact in the corner, and those nano-shaping synth gloves and belt. Ilsen will point out the nano gloves and the flying stars artifact, and then otherwise completely ignore the <laughs> Mm-mm. Magpie sees if she can take the exo wound. We don't need it. It's not useful. We don't have nine months. Says you. Yes! Some of us are oh, trying God. to plan a family here. We do. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit, you're planning everything. True, but doesn't mean we're not trying to start a family. Plan for chaos. Yeah, the exo wound is surprisingly light. It's bulky. It's awkward, but it's light. It's about the height of, like, a really short person. Oh, it's not small? Trying to figure out how to phrase this? It's not baby size? No, it's going to pop out a baby. Oh, so this is a five-month incubation for some sort of creature. A baby baby. And when you activate it, it follows you around, hovering. Oh, so just activate it. It'll follow you around. But that means Esri doesn't get to be in this baby. No, because you, you can only activate it if you're telling it what DNA to use. What DNA to use? You have to provide... Is it a clone? We want Esri in this baby, don't we? It can be multiple people that contribute to Would it. Would you clone all, it, though? Like, touch it at the same time, willing creature to trigger it. Would you clone yourself by only providing one DNA? Wait, I would assume. Theoretically, it can be one to many. Uh-huh. One to an unlimited number of willing creatures. So it is liftable. It's not very heavy. Like, it's not floating or following right now, but it does seem to be doing some sort of weird Numenera y lifting assist, essentially. I'll send people whispering, leave that, leave that. We don't need that. I have a perfectly good exo womb at home. It's like lifting Max. Okay, so she's going to do it. She's going to take it. She's taking it. Yeah, and Magpie, you do see a placard sitting on the ground next to it describing what it is. Yeah, she's taking it. Okay, so you've got this big egg. Oh no, I know why she's taking it. Don't worry about it. She's taking it. To create the fall guy. Yes. You can, you the can't, fall baby. You can't put a rock bear in the game and not expect us to fuck with it. You cannot put an exo womb in the game and expect us not to take it. But Are you going to try to make a rock bear human hybrid? <gasps> we could just make our own oh, rock bear. We didn't even think of that. We could make our own rock oh bear. My oh my just God. touch it with the mucus. You'd have to get Ezri, though. Oh, this is amazing. Is that allowed? Yeah, she's not activating it, but anyway, we're stealing it. You've got all the artifacts. Magpie, just so you know, the egg, well, is not heavy. It is awkward, so you can't really do anything else with your hands while you're carrying it. Like Max. (laughs) Okay. It actually feels like slightly lighter than Max. Yeah. But it's just bulkier. He weighs like 35 pounds. Duds lighter. (laughs) Ilsen, you grab the flying stars, and Yasmin grabs the nano-shaping gloves. Oh, perfect. We go back to the cipher room, pick up, I think, all the ciphers. I don't see a reason not to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we have the one that makes you magnetic, the one that gives you orgasms, the banishment cipher, and permanent handle. So how are you distributing those amongst each other? Got to think about cipher sickness here. Ezri's not inside, but Ezri can carry one. Magpie can carry one. Yeah, I was going to wait till after we get out of the shop to distribute. Okay. 
Okay. Yasmin doesn't have any ciphers on her, so anything you want to hand her, she can hold. <laughs> What's her limit? Two. Assume two. Okay. So there were four ciphers there. Yeah, four ciphers. Cleaning this poor guy out. Yeah. Yeah. He shouldn't have shown off all of his stuff without a deposit. Maybe you should steal some things that weren't on your interest list. Oh, yeah. Steal something he didn't show you. They're stealing exactly everything that the guy had for sale. Oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. That's no problem. What about the coffee machine? Steal the coffee machine. (sighs) I was thinking about it. Do it. I was thinking about it, but I feel like that'd be too... No, that'd be too incriminating. Because he just saw me today. Oh, and then we're going to come back and legitimately buy it? Yeah. Yeah. So you grab all the ciphers. I think Ilson said that you're making sure you have the banishment cipher. Yeah, I don't want to give that to Yasmin. Just in case. (laughs) Do you want to give Yasmin the magnetic thing, the handle, or the ecstasy glass? Don't give Yasmin the ecstasy glass. No ecstasy for the baby. All right, fine. Let's give her... Well, the problem is I think the magnetic cipher and the permanent handle are going to be super useful for the train heist where the ecstasy glass is... We can always re-swap around. Well, she's just holding them, right? Yasmin's involved. Yeah. Yeah. Hand her the stars or something. You can redistribute them later. Okay. All right. Well, she's already got the nano shaping. She's got the nano shaping gloves. Okay. So... You guys load up. As you guys are coming through the oddities section, see Yasmin staring at the small saddle. I wonder if Mr. Tompkins would like this. Take it. I mean, I'll grab it and see what Esri thinks. Well, Sen will point out that Mr. Tompkins doesn't seem like the kind of creature that likes being saddled. Yeah, but it's it's just cute. Maybe he'd still like to wear it. Or maybe he'd let us put it on. Your choice. It's our first robbery. Take what you want. Yeah, geez. Okay, so she grabs that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've cleaned out everything except the oddities section where you've only taken one thing. And now you're, I assume, at the front of the shop again. I mean, were there any other good oddities? There was the crystal that melts and then reforms. And then there was the weird mirror. What's the weird mirror do? Well, so the story behind it, which couldn't be confirmed, is that the mirror shows you somebody you know in peril or somebody that's in peril. In the case of Ilsen, she just saw her sister coming up behind her in a nightgown while Ilsen Uh, was wearing a nightgown as well. Is there a way to slip that in Magpie's pocket? Because her hands are full. You would have to set down the egg and do it, but then you could slip it in your pocket and pick the egg back up. We're doing it. Okay, so you've got the mirror. A couple things while Magpie's doing that. One, Ilsen is locking the doors... Again, as we're leaving each room. Smart. Uh, Very smart. Second, I need to figure out this cipher thing, because I'm already full up on ciphers. Cure all in the adhesion cipher. You can give one to Magpie. Ezra can take one when you get outside. Okay. Well, that that was the thing. Like, I wanted... Are we going to get cipher sickness within the 10 minutes that it takes us to get back outside? I thought it took longer. No, it's fine. But you could have Yasmin Mm -hmm. hold two of them for you. Yeah, okay. Then, yeah, let's give Yasmin the magnetic cipher and the permanent handle... Let's get Magpie the emphasis in class. How about? <laughs> Let's be honest. Magpie is the one most likely to use it for that extra recovery roll. And then I am currently one over my cipher limit at this moment. <laughs> okay. You'll be fine for a moment. Now you're in the front of the store. Are you taking the coffee machine or not? No. Ilsa's not going to take it. She yeah. does look at it for a moment, but then decides we've... How far we've pushed this? Let's get out while we can. We've already got all the good stuff. Okay. So you're heading out. Yes. We're going out the front door, the back door. Back door, we're leaving every door that was locked, locked, and every door that was unlocked, unlocked. Okay, good call. So you're at the back door. Are you taking the keys with you or not? Is there a way we can lock the door while it's still open, put the keys back, and then close the door? You could pick it back closed. Uh, maybe. Probably not. There's somebody oh. who might be able to do that, that I don't know. Somebody can just walk through a door. I don't know. Just say, maybe. Oh, yeah. Who knows? And Ilsen's the only one in the group that knows, I think, that Magpie can do that. Mm-hmm. Ilsen will look at Magpie and just kind of give her a look like, can you help out? Can you help out with this? Will you hold the womb for me and take it outside? Uh, fine. <laughs> You're going to be part of this baby, whether you want it or not. Okay. You definitely have a choice. Well, he has to be part of making it and taking it out of the room. It's the most useless artifact, guys. No, it's not. Okay. Remember the homunculus in the other campaign? Remember that? <laughs> oh, fuck. How was that not amazing? I hope his stand-up career is going the best. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Esri, you see Yasmin come out the door. You see Ilsen come out holding a gigantic synth egg. And not looking happy about it. Looking, like, very annoyed. 
looking very annoyed. The door shuts and then Magpie, I presume you lock it. Do you actually put the keys back or not? Yes, because she's a good thief. Covers her tracks. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then a minute later, unless Magpie is going to do anything different, you guys see Magpie slowly phase through the door. And you see Yasmin looking across at her as she comes out like, so cool. Oh, God. <laughs> Magpie the role model. Is Yasmin Knives Chow? Because she's giving me a <laughs> Knives Chow energy. There's a little bit of Knives Chow going on right now, but it's not quite Knives Chow. <laughs> hey, you guys have left. What now? Okay, can we find a nearby different alley to redistribute ciphers? Sure. And then figure out how we're going to get this fucking Esso womb out of the surface city. Because <laughs> this is like the one artifact we can't hide. Magpie's taking it back. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it just go in somebody's house? I, okay, so I'm imagining like something the size of like a laundry machine. Like, kind of big. Not something you could just hide. Mm-hmm. Oh, I imagined it like that pod from Superman. It's bigger than that. I don't think it's quite as big as a laundry machine, but it's damn close. It's damn close. Probably not anything you can easily disguise short of, like, finding a cart to put it in and cover. Yeah, okay. Like, if you're carrying it on your person, like, it's going to stick out. Unless. So once we get to the alley, Elsen will say to Ezri, Hey, do you want to put these on, give Ezri the flying stars, and then fly this fucking womb down to Tier 8? Oh, you mean on the outside of the wall? Yeah. Because now Ezri wouldn't have to deal with falling shenanigans. and That is a really good plan. You would still have to get to the side. Like, you would have to get through the city back over there. But once you got there, it'd be much easier to get down. Well, can't Ezri just fly out? Because well, can't just give you, like, an hour of flying? It does. Like, she could fly over the buildings and things like that. Yeah, she could. Yeah. Well, not over. She could just fly. But, yeah. I mean, there's still the risk of somebody seeing you. Well, not a whole lot they could do. But the Flying Stars would give you a really discreet way of getting it all the way down to Tier 8 without anybody seeing it, especially at night. And you said it's, like, magpie-sized? Yeah. it's Well, it's a little short. It's, like, a very short person size. Like a toddler? No, no. Like, more like a, a little bit shorter than Alex okay. in real life. <laughs> but magpie is taller than that. Ezri will wrap her cloak around it, and she'll take the stars. Um, can I get the description of the stars? They're fist-sized synth devices. They deploy in a formation around the user, generating a spherical field of energy for up to one hour. While the field is active and the stars remain deployed, the user can fly a long distance each round and has plus two to armor, and it depletes in 1d20. Really good artifact. Two armor. Hell yeah. Well, Ezri will take it, and she'll look at Yasmin, and she'll say, you good getting back with these guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they can get me back. Okay. I'll read or I could just take the stairs. I'm feeling pretty confident about those. Not going to stop you. I'm just going to worry. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> so as you guys, are are you activating the stars right away, or are you going to wait till you get to the side to activate them? No, I think Ezra will activate them now, because even if she's not flying high where she can be seen, it's going to, there won't be any footsteps or anything. Good call. Good call. So you guys see, Ezra holds up this puzzle thing and activates it, and it, disconnects and all these like portions that are like star shaped size of a fist expand out all around her and she begins hovering. Got a five for depletion. All right, Ezreal give a little salute with her super small glove that is covered in dry mucus. <laughs> See you down there. Okay. Ezri, you start flying off. At this point, I would like to offer Ezri an XP. <gasps> yes. Okay. Who will you give the other one to? Samson for stealing the stars for Ezri. <laughs> Yay. As you start flying off, as you come through the street, you see a police officer in the street who looks up at you sort of flying there, and you can see him tilt his head into the mask in sort of a questioning way. And the rest of you can also see this figure. And it's at that moment when you hear the tolling bells of a pulse warning. And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh, fuck. What be a pulse warning? The dipper. It's when the dipper goes berserk and you have to get behind Cliff Rock. What goes berserk? The dipper, the giant obelisk. Oh, you have to get behind cover? Yeah, you have to get specifically behind the Cliff Rocks. You have to get to a shelter that protects you from any angle facing the dipper. Ah, ooh. So, something about this episode, how about Stace? Rock Bear, Emery, 
future shenanigans, hopefully, potential allies. Insurrection is progressing Mm -hmm. according to schedule. So, Mm -hmm. and I'm really excited for like the, I don't know, Daniel, like you said, you, you weren't sure what was going to happen with the rock bear, but I, I uh, was kind of trying to figure out how Esri was going to continue to be a rebel. And so I think this was a very auspicious meeting and will be uh, like a little arc in the future, I hope. So yeah, I'm excited. Cool. Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is my turn, and it's a little bit of a repeat for me, but You'll understand why in a moment. I'll offer all our listeners an XP if they check out the Dune Imperium Digital Edition on Steam, which is in early access right now. So I recommended Dune Imperium, the board game, quite a while ago. I think it's safe to say it's my favorite strategy board game right now. Really well balanced, lots of different ways to win, different approaches you can take from a strategic standpoint. All the different leaders that you can play as have distinct abilities that just make it very interesting. So I love that game a whole lot. I have all the expansions for it. It's a great game. But I was really excited to see that Direwolf, who published that game, was also making a digital edition of it. The reason why I was excited is that Direwolf has done some of the best digital adaptations of board games I've ever seen. Like the one they did of Root is outstanding just really well done and i knew this was going to be good because they were also the publisher of the physical game came out in early access i think last wednesday or thursday i can't remember exactly when as of recording and we're recording this on the day after thanksgiving and it's expected to be in early access for about three months it will eventually be cross-platform so it'll also be on android and ios Right now, it's just on Mac and PC via Steam. And the early access is so that they can really like make sure that the all the UI elements are working before they start working on the Android and iOS ports. It's really, really good. They've done an amazing job. First of all, the visuals, the layout, the tutorial explains things for people who don't know the game very well. The layout in digital form is such a close match to the actual board game that if you've only played the board game before, you'll still be able to pick it up and work with it very easily. The board game was designed so that if you only have one person who wants to play solo, or you only have two people, because the game is a little unbalanced if it's just two players, but it had a special deck of cards for House Hagal, which you could use to play single player or two player and have like a competitive game. Um, against this sort of like card-based AI. In the digital version, you can also play with House of Gaul, but they've also developed the game AI opponents that have three different difficulty settings. And they've done a great job that the normal difficulty for the AI is kind of like if you're playing another person that's just getting started out or even somebody who's experienced. Like it is very challenging without being overwhelming to play. And as always with this game, it's so well-balanced between the different leaders and the different strategies you can use. There's nothing that's like a slam dunk for everybody. So it's it's a very complex strategy game. It's really cool, but it flows really well. And the digital edition is great for that. It also does multiplayer online. I haven't done that with other people yet because one of the things I'm really enjoying about having it in this digital format is being able to play like a lot of games in succession so I can get to play with each leader type. The games go fast, so I get a chance to explain. I love playing with my friends Dune Imperium, but organizing that with like three to four people, you know, takes scheduling and it takes time to play through it. I've been really enjoying it since it was released. I was just looking on Steam. I've put 27 and a half hours into it of just playing games and enjoying myself. I saw you playing it. Yeah. We have two things kind of exclusive to the digital mode. They have challenge games, which are Again, they're like AI games, but they have different win conditions that apply, like different things that you have to have done over the course of the game that aren't part of the standard rules in order to win. And then they also have a skirmish mode, which is like an ongoing leaderboard thing where you play against AI and there are different rules that you have to achieve. Like there are different things that you get extra points for doing. So the goal is you have to win the games, but then it's also like there might be something where You get points for how many times you reshuffle your deck or how many times you use the Mentat or things like that that are like special conditions for a limited time that factors into the leaderboard anyway. It is a really amazing digital adaptation. It is 
so polished even for being early access. So I highly recommend people that either wanted to get Dune Imperium, but didn't know if they would have, you know, time, they couldn't get the physical copy for some reason, or if they, you know, really wanted to play it, but they didn't have people like close by who are into strategy games. Yeah. It opens up the ability. So for example, if you have friends who are into board games, but they're not local to you, you could play them remotely on Dune Imperium. So highly recommend people check it out. It's early access on Steam right now. It's not cheap. It's like 25 bucks or something like that, but it is well worth every penny. So Dune Imperium on Steam. I'm definitely feeling that with older Dune board game I have, the re-release of like the one from the 80s or 70s. Yeah. I've only played it once because uh, it's only come up once where I've had people who actually wanted to play it because that one's a fucking beast of a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super long too. Mm-hmm. I still haven't played that one. I have it, but I haven't had a chance to run it. If people wanted to tell us what they think of the digital adaptation of Dune Imperium, if people wanted to tell us what they think about the digital adaptation of Dune Imperium or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, we have a bunch of social media locations that you can come and yell at us about the Dune Imperium. ExplorersWanted.fm is our website where you can find all those social medias. On Macedon, we are at ExplorersWanted at Dice.camp. On Blue Sky, we are at ExplorersWanted.fm. And on Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. But the best place to come talk to us about stuff is our Discord, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Also, if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, patreon.com slash explorerswanted is the best place to support us. And please use our Dice affiliate code with Diehard Dice, Explorers Wanted, get 10% off at checkout. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Actual best thing you could do for us is to tell your friends and tell them why you like the show and why they should listen to it. The second best thing is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory. It makes such a difference when people are looking to check a show out. And if you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, the smells of American Thanksgiving, sage and onions from the stuffing, warm pumpkin pies, and of course, the aroma of meat roasting over a bed of onions, apples, rosemary, thyme, and garlic. These are a sense of comfort for many, but not for you. After all, you're not a guest this year. You're the meal. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Macedon as Daniel at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K dot org. Find me on Discord. I am Stace Windu. Yeah, you know what? I am a snack. I'm at Slam Potato on Twitter and at Slam Potato at Dice.Camp on Macedon. Does that mean that I get to be the Tofurky or the Turducken? Either way, I'm going inside something. To fuck it. <laughs> I'm T with the Unicorn on Twitch, Instagram, and Threads. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you listen to this. And bye! bye.